And the fish that was in the river died, and the river stunk. And the Egyptians could not drink of the water in the river, and there was blood throughout all the land of Egypt. And the magicians of Egypt did so with their enchantments, and Pharaoh's heart was hardened. Neither did he hearken unto them, as the Lord had said. And Pharaoh turned and went into his house. Neither did he set his heart to this also. And all the Egyptians dig round about the river for water to drink. For they could not drink of the water of the river. And seven days were fulfilled after that the Lord had smitten the river. My God, we just read the entirety of verse Exodus uh, chapter 7. Now let's go back and see what we can glean from these verses. First of all, in verse 1, the Bible tells us, And the Lord said unto Moses, See, I have made thee a God to Pharaoh. So Moses would seem like a God to Pharaoh because of all the miraculous works, all the miracles that God is going to perform through Moses and Aaron. Also, we see in verse 1 that Aaron, his brother, was going to be his prophet. In other words, Aaron, his brother, was going to speak for him. Because if you read over in verse uh, chapter 4, verse 10, it lets us know that Moses in his still uh, kind of unwillingness or, you know, kind of just dragging his feet, if you will, he began to tell God about him not being eloquent and how he was slow of speech and he had a slow tongue. In other words, Moses had a limitation in speaking. So Moses was telling the Lord, you know, Lord, I, I don't speak that well. So you know, what what's going to happen when I go before Pharaoh and try to convey all this information to him. But God always has a ram in the bush. God is always going to supply us with what we need to get his job done. Therefore, God said that your brother Aaron, he can speak well, so I'm going to send Aaron with you. Aaron is going to do the talking and you are going to tell Aaron what I say to do. So that's God, uh, uh, Moses being a God in the face of Pharaoh and Aaron being his prophet. My God, my God, the word is good. Now, if we come down to verse 3, and the Bible says, And I will harden Pharaoh's heart and multiply my signs and my wonders in the land of Egypt. If you look, at the scripture closely, God said he was going to harden Pharaoh's heart. God hardened his heart. Why? Because he was there as, we can see it as this. There is more learning to be done. Learning not only for the children of Israel to increase their faith, um, but there was also learning for the Egyptians to know who was the true and living God. Because as we read, we know that the Egyptians served idol gods. We know that they were into sorcery because when, when we'll get down to verse uh, 12, 
when the serpents, when they begin to throw down their rods, and when Aaron began to throw down his rod before Pharaoh, Pharaoh began to call his sorcerers. He began to call his evil ones, um, soothsayers. He began to call them and they threw down their rods as well. And their rods turned into serpents. But listen, there's one important thing that we must not overlook in the scripture. And let's go ahead and go down to verse 12. And let me read it over again. For they cast down every man his rod, and they became serpents. But this is the most important part of this scripture. But Aaron's rod swallowed up their rods. Aaron's rod swallowed up, or Aaron's rod, which turned into a serpent, swallowed up the other serpents uh, of the sorcerers that the king king of Egypt, the Pharaoh, had called in. And that just reminds me of the scripture in the book of Luke, uh, chapter 10 and verse 19, where the Bible tells us Jesus actually is speaking. And Jesus said, I give you power to tread over serpents and scorpions, serpents and scorpions, which are demons. God has given us authority over demons. I give you power to tread over serpents and scorpions and over all power of the enemy. Listen, just that one part of that scripture lets us know that the enemy has power. The devil has power. And as we can see here in, chap in uh, chapter 7, verse 12, how the sorcerers begin to uh, have their rods turn into serpents as well. But listen, God is saying he give us power over all powers of the enemy, over all power of the enemy. And, and we can see that also in verse 12 where Aaron's rod swallowed up the rods of the sorcerers. So that shows us that we have power over the power of the enemy. Yes, the enemy does have power. But if you believe God and you believe his word, the enemy's power is no match for the power that God has given his people. Listen, this is Jesus speaking in the book of Luke. Read it for yourself. That is Luke chapter 10 and verse 19. And prior to verse 19, Jesus began to see, tell us how he saw Satan fall from heaven as lightning. This is talking about when Satan was cast out of heaven. He saw Satan fall from heaven as lightning. He's telling us that we have power over the enemy. Regardless of what the enemy can do, if you believe God, you believe his word, and you are walking righteous before God, you have power over demonic forces, over the serpents and the scorpions, and over all power of the enemy and nothing as the scripture continue to say and nothing shall by any means hurt you and we see this right here in the book of exodus 7 and verse 12 that is a prime example you see it in the old testament and you see it in the new testament that god's word is right all by itself and all we have to do is believe in the word of god 
verse 13 and he meaning god hardened pharaoh's heart that he hearkened not unto them god listen let's kind of think about this for a minute god is the one that's hardening pharaoh's heart yes pharaoh may get upset and want to retaliate because of the mighty works of god of what god is doing or how the people or how moses and aaron are coming up against him and coming up against his sorcerers yes he may get a mind of retaliation but listen when god is in the midst oh my god from dying there is nothing that he can do without the the uh, permission nothing the enemy can do without the permission of the lord and we see here that god is the one hardening pharaoh's heart we can go back to chapter uh, chapter 3 where we read in chapter 3 and verse 19 where God began to tell Moses all of this commission that he wanted him to do and how he wanted to go before Pharaoh and tell him to let the people go but in verse 19 in chapter 3 of Exodus God said but I am sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go so God told Moses in the very beginning that Pharaoh will not let his people go without the strong hand of the Lord, without the miraculous works of God. And we see here in chapter 7 as well that God is in the, he's working in the midst. You know, a lot of times God uses, um, uh the righteous i would say god uses the righteous to do his work but he also uses the evil ones in a sense as well why because a lot of times god is trying is, is teaching he's he's developing his people he's teaching us we are in a learning process especially when there's a call upon our lives to do the will of the lord so god is hurting the heart himself of Pharaoh. Why? Because not only is he going to teach his people to have faith and to believe in him as they're in the wilderness, he's also teaching the people of Egypt, the ones that worship idol gods, they do not worship the true and the living God, they worship idol gods. He, uh, he is teaching them as well that he is the one and the true God. So we can see a lot going on here in Exodus, the seventh chapter. Now we see where the water was turned into blood. Now some scholars say um, that it wasn't actual blood, that it was, you know, um, maybe algae or fungi in the water of a red color, which there is fungi that is red that turned the water red. But how in an instant like that, how can the whole river be turned into uh, a red color the coloring of red instantly so i don't believe algae would do it instantly like that so uh it's it's um i guess you can go with whichever scholar that you would like to go with some say maybe algae some say actual blood i my through my commentary it says that the water looked like blood and it also tasted like blood so i believe without uh, with the surety that it was turned to blood my god from zion and we see here that the uh, sorcerers they also were able to turn the water into blood 
but as we go on if you read on through the plagues you read go if we go on to verse or uh, chapter 8 the plague of the frogs the sorcerers did that as well the swarm of the lice the sorcerers did that as well and there's a swarm of flies but listen the sorcerers could not bring forth the swarm of the flies and i do want to go because we're not going to get into chapter <coughs> excuse me chapter eight but i do want to read what the sorcerers said because they said for truly this is god this is god that is what the sorcerers told pharaoh this is god let's see the plague of lice is in chapter in verse 16 chapter 8 verse 16 and it says in the uh, chapter uh, verse 18 and the ma magicians did so with their enchantments to bring forth lice but they could not bring forth i'm sorry let me read that again and the magicians did so with their enchantments to bring forth lice, but they could not. So, so there were lice upon man and upon beast. Then the magicians said unto Pharaoh, This is the finger of God. And Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he hearkened not unto them as the Lord has said. So in other words, the magicians, they could bring forth the the frogs they could bring forth the the turn the water to blood they can um uh make their rods turn into a serpent but they could not continue to do the same work as god they could not make turn the uh make the lice come forth and when they realized that they could not do this they begin to tell pharaoh their king that this truly this is truly the finger of God at work. This is God at work. But Pharaoh was so upset. He was so mad that he didn't even listen to his own his own servants. He continued to harden his heart. He didn't hearken to him. Pharaoh hardened his own heart and God hardened his heart. So we are learning about freedom and redemption here in the book of exodus and listen sometimes god has you in a situation where he wants to bring forth truth he wants to bring forth his righteousness he wants to show forth his miracles there is even a story in the new testament <clears throat> about the blind man i know we, are, we we will get over into the new testament throughout the year but I just want to touch on this particular story. The man was born blind. And the, the, the people wanted to know from Jesus who sinned. Because we know that the sins of the fathers fall down to the second and the, uh, the third and the fourth generation. If we did not know, Old Testament reads that the sins of the fathers they flow down to the third to the fourth generation. So the people asked Jesus, who sinned? This man was born blind. Did his parents sin or did he sin? 
And Jesus said, neither. Nobody's sin is for the glory of God. That man was born blind just for the glory of God, just so Jesus can open his eyes before the people that the glory of God will come forth and be seen throughout the land and that this someone will believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Someone will give their heart to God. So not everything happens because someone sins. Not everything happens because of evil evil workings in the family or evil workings in that individual's life there's a saying why do bad things happen to good people sometimes those bad things happen to good people for the glory of god god wants to get the glory God wants to show someone that he is the true and living God. He is the maker and the creator of the heavens and the earth. And listen, somebody has to fall into the category. Somebody has to fall into that scenario. Like I was saying before, that someone has to be used the work of the Lord to go forth for the um, the plan of the Lord to go forth someone has to be used for that plan we can also go to the book of Job the first and the second chapter when the when Satan himself there was a I like to say there was a meeting going on in heaven and the angels were before the throne of God and Satan just lurking in the background and God is like, what are you doing here, Satan? And he began to tell God, you know, he's just going to and fro the earth, you know, looking to do what he want to do, looking, looking for someone to devour, like the Bible tells us. He's as a roaring lion walking to and fro, searching for someone to devour. And God began to say, have you considered my servant Job? Can you imagine God saying, have you considered my servant, uh, Susan? Have you considered my servant, John? Yes. If, if you have that type of relationship with God, God will have the, uh, uh, basically, <laughs> in so many words, allow the enemy to come up against you in a certain fashion why because god has confidence in you that you are going to survive that you are going to um meet um make him proud in so many words because listen god is always with us and he said he will not put no more on us than what we can bear and with that he will make a way of escape he also said that our, his grace is sufficient in our weakness, that God is always there with us. And if God calls out your name and tells the devil, have you considered Sharon? Then, hey, Sharon, God has confidence in you that you're going to make it through. So I just want to say thank you for listening to Sister Ellie Katz T as we embark on this journey in 2024 to learn biblical teachings to learn the things of god to learn the ways of god to learn the character of god to learn the love of god to learn you know what they 
what took place in Bible days and apply it to our lives on today. Like I said, thank you for listening to Sister Ellie Castine, where we talk about all things church related. And I also want to say my prayer over you, if I can find it. Lord, look down upon the ones that are listening to this podcast. Pour out your blessings upon them. Increase their knowledge in your word. Lord, give them a desire to read your word. Lord, each and every day as they begin to embark on this journey, continue to teach them. Lord, enlighten our minds as we study together. Lord, show us the secrets of your word as we begin to search out the scriptures. In our son Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Now, please like, comment, follow, share, and follow this ministry on all social media platforms. Light and darkness, Allison C. Hope. And I will talk to you soon.